We're just full of surprises today. I had not heard that music. Last week, that music was awesome. It reminds me of, um, who did we say, Joe? Alfred Hitchcock. Well, I appreciate the show prep and letting me know, but it sounds good. That's awesome. It's kind of hard to roll. It's awesome. Well, listen, everybody glad I'm Darren Campbell, Sheriff here in Iredell County, and I'm, I have Adam Dillard here, Dillard here with me today, and Bill Hamby. Howdy, howdy. Uh, is here, and uh, this is the first time I've got to be here. It's our new time at 3 o'clock, and if you hadn't noticed and you watch, we're not Sean Hannity. Uh, no, actually, we had one one uh, one lady last week. Uh, she called in to confirm that that we we weren't Sean Hannity. <coughs> well, and we we got to give credit where credit due. Justin sort of pushed us over here, so yeah, we like it. We enjoy we the time. And uh, listen, if you're listening, as always, call in seven zero four eight seven three fourteen hundred. If you listen, one hundred point seven FM or one hundred five point nine FM for all our other views. It's listening. So, but glad to be here. I'm glad to be back. I hate I missed last week, and we've got a lot of stuff today. I think we're going to press releases. We've got a lot of stuff. We had officer involved shooting that we sort of want to touch a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit. We've had a lot of questions about guns, mm-hmm. and one of the big things we did coming to our new budget season, we have a lot of young people, not that a lot of them listen, but they will on Facebook about sort of our recruiting, some of our new pay scales, and some of the benefits that we're offering now to get in the field of law enforcement, which pretty good business around here. I mean, it's, it's, it a, good, it's a good career if some, you know, it's dangerous, but we'll get into that here in a little bit. So, well, you, you know, some of us, Adam and I, we we've been around for the last what two, three weeks now. You've been gone. Well, first of all, <laughs> y'all may have. I don't know about Adam, but you were with me the first week. That so is correct. That is correct. Well, we it, is, it is good to have you back. And yes, this this new hour. Uh, for those of you that that are tuning in, thinking this is Sean, this is the sheriff's. Uh, good, the bad, the guilty. New hour, and I promise uh, you, call. We can answer some good questions. Absolutely, absolutely. So please call in. But sheriff, it is glad to have you. Good, good to have you back. Uh, I'm glad to have you back. I know you were gone last week, but uh, I, I kind of alluded last week when we were here as to uh, a really cool conversation that, ironically enough, because you sit on the uh, border security um, committee for the National Sheriff's Association, that while we were in Grand Rapids and while we were in that meeting, you and Sheriff Wilmot, and, and I'll let you introduce and say more about him, uh, he got an interesting phone call and a text message. You know, Sheriff Wilmot is the, the sheriff in Yuma County, Arizona, which is sort of California, Arizona, and Mexico. Uh, I've been there a couple times, and, you know, when we travel to these conferences, even though as much as I say I hate to travel, once we're there, there's so much good information that we can bring back here. Yep. You know, we're no longer, and we, I know we talk about this a lot, but it is it is something that we've got to, to stay in front of and let people know that we are really a border state now I mean, because we see it. But while we're there, Leon and I, we serve on the, the board of directors, and we're sitting there, and he said, hey, look at this. And it was basically some pictures of some people that passed away. One was had passed away where, uh, I guess, the cartels had pushed them over the desert. They'll tell them, go walk. There's New York. You see these lights, you'll be fine, or they'll pick you up on the interstate. So they had had two deaths, and that was one of the things. But one of the big things that really piqued our interest was that season. I think, Bill, and I'm, I'm not sure on the numbers. I remember when I told you, but it's somewhere around 40,000. 40,000. 40,000. 40,000. 40,000 fentanyl pills, wow. but they were pressed to look like Xanax. They were the best counterfeit Xanax pills or counterfeit pills that would give the appearance of Xanax. Yeah. There was fentanyl. And do you remember, Bill, let's test you. Where did I say they were destined to? Uh, I'll just say the state, won't say the city, because I think it's still an open investigation. But well, it is. But they were going to Virginia. But it's, it was, there you go. It was going to Virginia. Yep. They were there. The purchase price from what we're saying was right around in the destiny. And I'll tell you this, because they told them it was around uh, 
Well, here's the markup. I know that down there they think the value is about $5 is what it cost. Per peel. Per peel. Wow. But the sale price to where this was going was $18 a peel. Over almost three, almost three and, and a half times. Value. And just like sort of in Teen Academy, we've got, you know, last night I've got to see the Teen Academy. And we've got the largest crowd we've had, a lot of kids, ages 13 to 15. 13 to 16. 13 to 16. And they were just, their eyes went wide open when I showed them. Actually, we had made an undercover buy fentanyl. Well, one thing, and I know to, today for everybody that's listening, we, it's been a very, very busy day with, with stuff going on to Sheriff's Office, and I haven't had a chance to tell you this, but last night when you were making your opening comments and showing uh, the, the children the, 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 the fentanyl, there was a mother sitting on the right-hand side of the room, and her eyes got about as big around as saucers. And when the, the things that you were saying about how much that it could you know, take, which is a, a minuscule amount, and in addition to... You know, as we know, uh, uh, dealers are mixing the fentanyl in with other substances. Uh, I really think that yes, you you got the kids' attention, but but I think the I think it really was impactful for that child's mother sitting in the room just for her to be able to actually see it as well. I think they see it, and you see fentanyl. We hear about it. We see it on the news. We see it world news. You hear about it on the internet, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. You hear about it, but for them, the kids actually see it, yeah. and to understand that this is something that is mixed in. I don't think nobody really takes fentanyl expecting to, to, to kill themselves. Right. I mean, there is overdoses, but most of these are mixed in with other drugs to make that mm-hmm. dealer's product better. And going back to what you just mentioned when, when Sheriff Wilmot showed you those photographs and, and something you said, these were pressed to look like a Xanax. They're designer peels. Now, for, for anybody that, that knows what Xanax looks like, it, it looks like a little bar. In fact, they're called Xanny bars on the street, or they used to be anyway. So if you have an individual that takes Xanax. And they're commonplace. We yeah, see Xanax exactly, out a lot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So if you have an individual that takes prescription Xanax by prescription or that purchases them illicitly, okay, what if they take that and it's all fentanyl? That's, that's an instant overdose almost because one of those complete bars wasn't cut with anything from the information that he told us. No. You know, it was pure fentanyl. So if you have an individual to take a, 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 a Xanax bar full of fentanyl, Unknowingly, that's a that's an overdose. Yeah, and the reason we talk about this, we know it's dress. And also, if you do call, we're sort of getting to the new times. He's holding up three minutes, so Bill will take hard breaks. But we've not done this yet, so we'll know. But we want to make sure family members. You may know somebody that's having a addiction problem with Xanax or or multiple other two medications. Mm-hmm. But just by hearing this, that's what's on the street. Mm-hmm. So when you want to go and you know they're buying it from somebody or they're going to. Just understand that that's what we're seeing here locally. Now, this was just in the state just north of us, but the fact that we bought the powdered fentanyl yesterday. Oh, absolutely. And we're seeing it. We're, <clears> starting, <throat> we're trying to stay ahead of it by doing these teen academies mm-hmm. and the leagues and the, the community outreach. But I think just sort of a community service, we want to let them know that uh, we're, we're seeing it here. It's not something we're isolated from. While we do a good job and our patrol guys and investigators and narcotics do a great job of eradicating and stopping the drug dealers, it's still here. Oh, sure. And with two interstate major interstates traveling through, and, and that from air, or from the border would have been coming straight through Ardell County to get to Virginia. Well, you know, Leon or Sheriff Wilmot was telling me because you know y'all are Eastern Seaboard, you're halfway through. You know, we're up to half of the Seaboard. He goes, we're right on the border. But I promise you, what, everything we've got, you've already got. Oh yeah, and 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 there again, that's one of the interesting things that that and the reason I like going to the Sheriff's Association, especially the Nationals, is. When when you or I sit in on, on the committee meetings or other classes, uh, when when there's an information exchange and you talk about the current trends in 
California, Arizona, New Mexico, Washington, you know, Oregon, out west, west, you can about look at your calendar and go, okay, three to six months, boom, we're going to be dealing with the same thing here. There's not a good thing starting California and come this way that I can think of. <laughs> not at I all. I mean, it's the truth. Everything yeah. we see, you know, everyone the TikTok fads seems to start that way and the drugs. But, you know, I was telling them kids last night, you know, why, who do you think makes it happy when you're doing this? The drug dealer. Yeah. And we, and we hate to talk about it, but it, it's such a nexus to other crimes, our break-ins, our crimes. So, yep. But more or less right now, you're looking at deaths because, you know, fentanyl, I mean, you're talking about seven grains the size of salt. Put that on a penny and look at it. Yeah. And this was a bag. And I would say estimate last night I didn't look. I know I used wrapped it two times before I would even hold it. And, uh, you know, but that looked like about three grams. So do the math yeah. on that. Oh, think absolutely. about all the precautions we take when packaging it up. And I wouldn't, of course, if anybody says, I did not let them touch it. We did not. They just got to look at it. Mm-hmm. But but the fact is they were totally, and they knew what it was. Mm-hmm. When we said fentanyl, they knew. So I think we got a break here in about 30 seconds. Bill, when we come back, what do you want to hit? you want to hit press release? Obviously, always call in. Uh, yes, absolutely. We'll be glad to take any, any callers. Please call with any questions. We will start with some press releases and uh, kind of work our way into a couple other topics we want to talk about today. we got press releases, guns, and everything, so we'll talk a little bit about News you can count on. News Talk WSIC. That's another section of music I hadn't heard before. That is not Alfred Hitchcock. That's new to me, too. Sounds more like Miami Vice. (laughs) I like it. I like it, too. Did you pick that out? Justin. (laughs) Well, listen, before we move on... uh, as always, give us a call, 704-873-1400. Listen to us, 100.7 or 105.9 FM. And as always, give us a call about anything. We may not talk about what you're going to call in about, but yeah. we'd be glad to help. We'll talk about most anything. <laughs> yeah, if we don't know it, we'll ask Adam. And speaking of most anything, I know that, that you know doing show prep, getting everything ready to, to talk about, uh, I was looking online this morning, and an epiphany hit me. That scares me. I know. Me I know. What are you famous for saying? That it's the... I'm still crim- scared to answer that. It's the criminal that. justice sushi? system, not oh, the victim. Yeah, no, that's different. Yeah, no, not sushi. It's, uh, is that what you said? <laughs> he said sushi. <laughs> you tell we eat lunch late, so yeah, whatever. Well, no, it's did. called the criminal justice system, not the victim justice system. And we're also famous, and you are, for leading the charge against bonds that aren't necessarily significant here in Arnold County for and, sometimes significant charges. But... What I, what I do want to say is feel vindicated, pat yourself on the back. Apparently, according to a press release that I read out of uh, the great Washington, D.C., apparently their city council now says that they have an emergency crime bill to stop the rise in violent crimes. What do they attribute that to us? Well, you know, they said that, that this new bill that they want to is, is combating crime because between 2022 and 2023, homicides are up 17%. Sexual abuse and sexual assaults are up 35%, and robberies are up by more than 50%. Now, why? Because people are getting out of jail on low bonds. And we call those a repeat career criminal. Yes. Recidivism. Yes. So one of, the, one of their, one of their councilwomen, uh, uh, and I'm going to pronounce the lady's name, hopefully I pronounce it correctly, Brooke Pinto, says that Washington, D.C. is in a state of emergency. 
And like any emergency, we have to act like it, and we have to act urgently as a government to address the problem we're seeing. My question would be, dear Councilwoman, why did you let it get in the shape it was in when it was working pretty good before? You know, we've because had, you lowered bonds, you let people out of jail, you'll be easy on crime. Well, you know, we've said before, we understand, and Adam, you as an attorney, you understand it probably better than we do. But, you know, bond is one, is to ensure the appearance in court, okay? But there's another thing that you don't like to hear a lot of judges talk about or other people. It's also protect the community from people committing certain crimes or that can be aggressive. So that's the reason we're so, we do our press releases. The public has a right to know. We want to know what the bond was set and who set the bond. Right. But I will tell you this, by keeping in the recidivism of repeat offenders, we do these, and you'll do them here again in, in just a moment with your, your press releases. Yes. How many of them is career, career, career criminals? Yeah. In I fact, mean, one of the questions last, last week, I believe, by one of our callers is, when, when is enough enough, and who's to blame? Well, and I think the question is, who does it benefit when you're out reoffending? Okay, it don't benefit a victim because a victim is the one that's victimized. Mm-hmm. The criminal justice system one that benefits through monies and cost, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And think about it. Anybody sits down, that's what it is. Because if you, if you commit a crime, I assure you, if you commit a crime, if you're a three-time felon, you know you're going to go to prison or whatever, you would think twice before you do it again. If you knew there was going to be significant punishment. If you knew exactly. there was going to well, We've said it before. Anytime the benefit of the crime outweighs the risk of the punishment, you'll have crime. Yep. It's just like breaking into a house. I promise you'd break into a house that you knew somebody was unarmed on the other side versus somebody standing there with a shotgun. Sure. It's well, a I deterrent. Mean, so, look at the victimologies because most of the time, uh, especially you know around your, your Christmas-type time, your, your shopping crimes, who do, the, who do the offenders most normally pick? The weaker, the older, and the infirmed because they don't want to jump on some six foot six, 300-pound guy. Mm-hmm. Because they know you might get that hind end whoop, so they may go after an elderly citizen. They may go after a, a, a lady with a couple kids and an armful of groceries that isn't paying attention. It's it's the same thing. Well, you know, we talk a lot. We go to a lot of community events and everything. It's, hey, how do you keep each on Facebook? Can we do the the post. Keep in jail. Keep in. I mean, people are to the point to where they're they're aggravated. And I see you talk about the new bail reform, which if 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 it works for violent crime, that'll be a good thing. Mm-hmm. But most of the part, especially, we'll talk about Mecklenburg, and I hope they're listening because they cause a lot of our crime in Mooresville. They would get these people that's in jail, should be in jail, that's breaking in, raping, pillaging, plundering every other week, and they let them right back out to do it again. Yep. You know, we, we're very public on the, our, our stance on career repeat offenders oh, on, absolutely. on social media. So, And I, I, do, it, I think it does make them fearful as far as coming here. But, you know, we're also very aggressive and, and proactive in our the way we respond to those crimes and working with our kids to prevent it. I'd much rather prevent it than, than never have to investigate it. But, absolutely. You know, so. Absolutely. But you got some cool press releases, don't I you? I do have some great press releases. The, the men and women at the Arnold County Sheriff's Office have been absolutely getting after it. Uh, and here again, a lot of these a lot of these arrests, a lot of these traffic stops are, are spawned from information received from our community. So for those of you that continue to send us information, whether it be our app, whether it be our Facebook page or e- email, or talking to the sheriff or one of our deputies at events, thank you, thank you, and please keep sending it. But uh, on, uh, on June 30th, uh, our interstate criminal enforcement team, or our, or our ICE team, was working the area of Highway 21 here in Statesville in uh, Interstate 77, where it was able to uh, observe a vehicle, stopped it for some for some traffic violations, uh, subsequently gained enough evidence to search the vehicle. And this, this sheriff, going back to what you were saying earlier about, you know, th- you can be easily mistaken into taking a medication, and, and, and I'll, I'll say more about that here in just a minute, 
But they searched his vehicle, found over 86 grams of, or, uh, of ecstasy pills. They found over 92 grams of um, uh, hallucinogenic mushrooms. That's a good fix, that word, dude. Yeah, well, I was going to say cybocillin, but I'll use hallucinogenic. Uh, 75 grams of marijuana, oxycodone, scales, bags, everything that, that, is, that is used to sell pills. Uh, and interestingly enough, a 9-millimeter pistol, here again, loaded. Uh, we, we go back to, well, you know, drugs is not a violent crime. If it's not, then why do you need a gun? Do you need a gun to keep from getting robbed or to protect your money that, that, that you're selling? Dope Where are you going to hear that and you're going to hear gun violence? It's not. It's the person going to use the gun that's the problem. Thank you very much. But uh, if, if, if you look at this, the photograph of this press release on our, on, our, um, on our Facebook page, if you look at that little bag of pills, it's little pink pills, little blue pills, uh, little yellow pills. For, for a child or someone who didn't know any better, they almost look like Skittles or they almost look like sweet tarts. So here again, you could have someone in, ingest one of these medications inadvertently or accidentally, you know, and, and they could die or at least uh, have some, some detrimental effects to their health. But this individual, his name was uh, Willie Darnell Burns, here again, Sheriff of Charlotte, North Carolina. He was 36 years old. Uh, Magistrate Imes set him a rather significant bond, a $400,000 secured bond. And this gentleman's criminal history, uh, he, he likes to sell drugs uh, and rob people. So he has a, a felony possession of marijuana, three counts of misdemeanor possession of marijuana, maintaining a vehicle for the sale or use of a controlled substance, felony possession with intent to sell and deliver marijuana. Uh, so, you know, here he is out on the street, convicted felon, uh, still out running around with a significant amount of drugs and a weapon here in Ardell County from, from, another, from another county. Uh, had another individual, uh, Mr. Timothy Eugene Bridges, uh, 48 years old, uh, also was arrested last uh, uh, on July 7th. Uh, our uh, ACE team, the Aggressive Criminal Enforcement Team, uh, was working the area of uh, in, over in Western Ardell County, in a particular area where we've had some issues. Uh, was able to stop him. Uh, was speaking with him and uh, actually observed marijuana in the vehicle in plain view. So they were able to ask him about it. He he made some statements about it. So they got him out of the car, searched him uh, while they were patting him down. Found a packet, a a a, um, a baggie of cocaine in his pants pocket. Was able to get him arrested. Now, he got a $3,500 secured bond, uh, wasn't, wasn't all that significant uh, by Magistrate Thompson, but here's this gentleman's criminal history. Uh, possession of marijuana, possession of drug paraphernalia, assault on a government official, uh, injury to personal property, resisting a public official, assault on a female, uh, attempted assault with a deadly weapon inflicting serious injury, discharging a firearm in the city limits, assault with a deadly weapon inflicting serious injury, felony discharging a firearm into an occupied dwelling. And remember, that's that's not just and that's what, just convictions. That's convictions. That's what I was thinking. That's not just what they've. So I don't know what the average is. I'd probably say one conviction ever. I better not go out on that yeah. limb. But, well, but, I mean, if you're 48 years old and you've got uh, you know nine 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 lines worth of worth of crimes, most of them felonies. It's a good question. When Adam, is enough enough? You're an attorney, Colonel Just. What do you have to say? Well, just like you mentioned in that, when we talk about convictions Conviction, and these press right. releases, and you would not believe the amount of information we have to go through and the charges we don't put on this sheet just to get to those convictions. Like I said, there's far more charges than convictions. Well, you know, you've heard those say, and I think one of the biggest, at least in today's time, that, that is not accurate. You heard your, your grandma say, and everybody said, crime don't pay. Mm -hmm. I'd like to take a poll on that, <laughs> especially asking these guys. So... You know, let's ask Al Capone. Let's let's ask, you know, the Sinaloa cartel. Let's let's ask the new Jalisco generation. 
Yep. It's paying somewhere. Well, these guys that we see, like I said, we, we, we've done, by targeting that, we've really reduced our crime. We was talking about today in that interview, you know, mm-hmm. we're down, you know, 48%. And, and I attribute that to the officers and the caliber of the officers we got, which we'll hit a little bit in recruiting, just sort of since we did a Facebook post about that. But it's the caliber of people we got in the community. It's not just the enforcement side of the career repeat. It's also getting a relationship with the kids who know what's going on. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. And I think we've got about one minute. But I think we've got some break-ins going on also that we need to let them know. Or at least car stuff out on Monticello. We'll get to it when we come back. But uh, if you happen to be out there, tune in and listen. And before we wrap up, you know, think about sharing on Facebook if you're listening to us. Uh, think about a question or anything you'd like to call, 704-873-1400. And uh, remember, this is going to be our new time from now on, as far as I know. And uh, it's 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 good. It's, it's We're cool. We're going to see if we can cover We're an hour. I mean, it's a good time. We're getting We're getting comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, now like don't talk too much. Um, we're able to get that first cup of coffee t- out of the way now. Yeah. Well, but now we're, we're coming in after lunch, so. You're ready to take a nap. <laughs> we didn't get to go to lunch, so. Well, listen, we'll be back in just a second. We've got about 30 seconds, but I think we'll go ahead and let him. If you want to phase in the break, we'll come back in just a minute. Welcome back to the Welcome back to the Good to Bad to Guilty here on WSIC. Uh 100.7 FM, 105.9 for all the other fields here in and around Ardell County. And I believe, Sheriff, we have a caller on the line. Hello. Hello, you're on the Good to Bad and Guilty. Thank you for taking my call. I yes, appreciate sir. it. Just wondering why why is it so hard to get a conviction, Sheriff? You guys are out there doing the people's work, keeping the streets safe. What is going on out here that it's so hard to get conviction? You know, I want to speak to putting, if you look at the conviction, I think the conviction is not the issue. It's getting it to court and getting a trial date. A lot of pleas are done, a lot of things like that. And then once you do get the convictions, as you can see by the criminal records that we run on past convictions, some of these suspects, it's just they're not serving the time. So where where is the reason not to reoffend? That's, I guess, our biggest question. Go ahead, Bill. Well, Sheriff, you, you were privy to a lot of information, not only being on the National Sheriff's Association, but the state <clears throat> State Sheriff's Association, North Carolina Sheriff's Association. And I know that there's some discussion, uh, and you hate to make crime political, but a sentiment seems to be that if we'd open up some more prison space, because we got the prisons, yeah. it's just they don't want to staff them with the individuals. If there were more prisons to put people in, do you feel, as an elected official I- and as a law enforcement officer, that we could put more people in the prison, thus making communities safer. Absolutely. Listen, I, I think everybody makes mistakes once, twice, sometimes three times minor mistakes. But I, 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 I just believe in mandatory minimums for certain crime. It happened back in the 90s through the 2000s. It happens and Obama come in and changed it. Crime went down. Nationally, crime went down. Assault on officers went down. How many times do we turn on the news? And caller, I'm sorry, we sort of started preaching a little bit further. But how many times do we turn on the news? Well, this guy had a history. This guy had a history. Uh, I mean problem is if you're not going to comply with society and you're continuously out here to victimize you need to be locked away so i hope that answers your question i know law enforcement and we're not perfect listen there's a lot of crimes not guilty it's up to you got attorneys defense attorneys juries but we sure try to do the best we can as far as getting a case prepared to go to court and that's about where our line stops 
Well, you do great work, Sheriff, and we're grateful for you. Whatever we can do as citizens, too. What should we be doing to keep our streets safe, too, out here? You know, I think be vigilant. Uh, if you see an officer, speak to him, say hi, build up those relationships, exchange business cards, support us like this, calling on this radio show. That means more than I could ever explain. Uh, I know these deputies are listening. That means a lot to them. So we're lucky and blessed to live in the community that we do live in now. But just what you're doing here, taking the time to let us know that and being involved is some of the best help you can give us. Well, and we love the the SROs you've got in the schools, too, letting kids know, getting kids comfortable with being around officers, right? There's nothing wrong with hanging out with police officers. You can feel safe, and we love that. Hey, absolutely, and that means a lot. That's one of the things when we really pushed SROs. I think one was the active shooter and threats. Other is building those relationships with law enforcement young before there again, you've heard me say, I'd much rather prevent crime as ever investigate. If we can start and educate and start in very early elementary schools all the way through high school, maybe, maybe they'll remember an officer telling them about how dangerous fentanyl was or dangerous fentanyl was. Or maybe why not try marijuana? Wanna? Why, why should I experiment with alcohol? We want to make sure they understand not to do that. And otherwise, when we were growing up, Bill, Adam, me, probably you, I don't know, we didn't have that option. We just had to listen to mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And say if you try it, here's what's going to happen. But now they've got a lot more, a lot more education incentives to do it. Well, and my son's favorite costume at Halloween is being a police officer, and I'm proud of that. Hey, listen, you got we got to give him a deputy outfit though. There you go. We'll give him a deputy <laughs> outfit. Hey, thanks for the call, and hope you have a great day. And look for hey, be, call in anytime. Absolutely. Thank you All for right, calling. Bye. Thank you for calling. That's a good call. It makes you feel yeah, good. Yeah, it does make you feel Absolutely. good. Makes you feel good. Sheriff, I know that <clears throat> we brought Adam to talk about some uh, some North Carolina law. Do you want to get into that now, or you want to wait till the next segment? <clears throat> we got another segment yet? Mm-hmm. I tell you what, let's uh, let's go on for what we we put a post, and we'll get in the guns because we may get some calls, and we'll leave plenty of time for that. Just cause of new the bond stuff, and also we're getting calls about still. Do you need a permit? Do you need this? How's it work? But one of the big things we've advocated for a lot, and uh, our new budget. Got to say thanks, commissioners, but for allowing us to help raise wages for our deputies and be able to recruit the top-tier law enforcement officers. But in the end, you know who makes those possible? It's the citizens and the officers doing the work. You got a call? Hey, we got them. Hey, that's it. Hello, Hello, caller. Can we help you? Can we take you? Hello? I'll tell you what. I will take the blame for that one, but that happened to me twice yesterday. Where somebody so you just hung, hung up on up our right second away. ever call. No, no, they're they're pranking <clears throat> you. I'm telling you, that's what's happening. They're pranking you. They're pranking you. Oh, they're pranking me. <laughs> we need to find out who that is. But anyway, yeah, there you go. No, we, we, we're trying <clears throat> to recruit. You know, one of the things with crime rates, and we're proud of the low crime rates, but we do it by getting good top tier law enforcement officers. You know, we said that before. We can wait and pull the bottom of the barrel of law enforcement because there's good, bad, and middle. It is what it is. It, it's a holistic approach. And, and, and you know, you're driving to, to, you're driving to, to the ship on this thing by being the sheriff. But as you say, one, yes, you're advocating for better pay. Better pay breeds better officers. Better officers make better community service and community servants. The community trusts us because they see us acting on our information, making these arrests, putting these press releases out, going to these community events, which it just kind of feeds it. it. It it picks up its own momentum after a while. And I think if we were to take one of those aspects out of that, then I think we would. I think we would have issues. Well, we wouldn't be doing the job we're hired to do by the citizens. Exactly. Exactly. Adam, you're a former. You're you're still current. I guess I call you former, former. but you're still current law enforcement yes. officer. But you know, 
I guess the change we've seen, law enforcement's a dangerous profession. It is. It is. And it's a, it's a lot of times a disrespected profession. Not here. We we have our regular, you know, drunks that gives us problems and things like that. But overall, we've got good, good communities. And it's it's safe yeah. here. It's the few and far between. It's the career criminal. It really that causes is. us. But, but And I guess the message I want to send out today is if you have a grandchild, a brother, sister, spouse that's interested in the field of law enforcement, I've said it a hundred times, I can't promise everybody a job because I'd much rather have a vacancy than I would a liability. Sure. And what I mean by that is I want top-tier officers. Mm-hmm. And that does translate into a 50% reduction in crime. So, <clears throat> I think we, we may have a... Joe, he's over there. His light's flat. Go ahead, caller. Thank you for calling. Can we take your question? Go ahead, caller. Hey, Sheriff, I just want to uh, say that you're doing a great job. This is Councilman Frederick Foster. It is faithful. And uh, I just want to say that uh, I appreciate the job that you and the good police officers have been doing. Well, thank you, Councilman. We we sure appreciate that. We appreciate you calling. Like I said, anytime you need us here, and uh, we're here to help each other. And that's another thing that makes it strong is the relationships we have with y'all. So thank you very much for calling in, and you're doing a great job also. Well, thank you. And like I said, y'all guys have been doing an excellent job, especially uh, when we have problems. Um, the mutual aid between the city and the county has been excellent, and uh I just appreciate all that you do, sir. Hey, absolutely. We're a phone call away 24-7. You call us anytime, and you have a good day. And thank you. We'll bring you on one day. Come on here and hang with us. I, I definitely will. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, buddy. <clears throat> See? Freddie Foster. Uh, feeling good all the way around. It is. So we were saying if you have a family member, somebody that's interested in career change, you know, law enforcement, you know, one thing, I'll give you some of the real quick facts. We work 12-hour shifts, and this is patrol. This is not investigation. We'll just start patrol because we have a lot of undercover things. But. I like to start with jail and patrol because that's where I started. Yes. Is you think about it, you're working 14 days a month. You are working 12 hour shifts. Mm-hmm. We have the option to work if you want to work all days or if you would like to rotate, which is six to six, either which way, day or night. And then you also have night shift Full-time if you prefer a night shift. And some of the numbers are night shift now with some of the incentives because it is wearing and tear on your body and it is hard work getting up and coming to court and all that good stuff. But we're starting right around 53 9. That's $53,000. Plus benefits. North Carolina has a required pension that you'll pay 6% of your, your salary to. But the county, as all county governments have to do, are required by law to put in for your pension later. Law enforcement, one of the very few professions, still has a pension plus a 401k. We have went back to your dentals paid, and you'll have a stipend when you retire, which is unheard of. Absolutely. The, the, the county has really... And as an employee, I, I will say the county has really stepped up the game. <coughs> but you know, it it's comes good to taking care of employees. And I think one of the examples we can talk about this all day long. We're just talking to somebody that wants a good profession, honest, good business. But we've got some detectives. Olson, I believe, is the one we recruited from Hickory. He's done a bang up job, mm-hmm. plug and play, solving crime. Already knows how to do it because there's a lot of complex things doing lineup investigations. They've got to know. And if you've never worked twelve hour so, shifts. You'll love it. You will. More days off through the week to oh, get absolutely. stuff done. You're just barely managing six hours. I'm telling you. Hey, we'll be back in just a few minutes with our last after this last break, and we'll come back and wrap up the show here in just a few minutes. Be a part of the conversation. We can't fix America's debt by starving its people. Have your say. One shooting after another, and we're doing nothing to solve it? This is WSIC. News Talk Now.
I just, I, I like the music. I do like the music. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for, for continuing to listen to The Good, The Bad, and The Guilty here on WSIC uh, 100.7, 105.9. Sheriff, we have a Facebook question that came in. We do, we and before, but I've got that music. Now it's like you're a podcast on a true crime serial killer. I'm yeah, just waiting to hear about like Ted Bundy or something next. Yeah, I like it. But good. I think she told you the question was about. Uh, we, we we did have a we, we had uh, an individual on, on our Facebook uh, on, on the um, Facebook feed ask if we are seeing more car break-ins uh, and is it isolated to one area or all over the area. Uh, I will say that we have a current press release uh, that we were going to discuss. Uh, we are seeing a a, a uptick uh, in a particular area here in Ardell County, over near Monticello Road, Miller Farm, Antler Antler Drive, Dotail Drive, Do Trail. Lane, uh, where we have had a few cars broken into. Uh, we do have uh, a couple video, uh, some photographs of a couple of uh, what we believe to be juvenile suspects. Uh, I know that we have uh, been in contact with the Homeowner Association in that area. We have upped our patrols in that area. Uh, so if anyone knows uh, anything or happens to have some information, please give us a call at 704-878-3180. And what's the big thing we're seeing with all these car break-ins? The common denominator is that the doors are left unlocked and items are left inside the cars. Which it does not change. They're still committing a crime, but that seems to be the ones they are targeting. They're not breaking windows out of vehicles as that causes noise and leaves more evidence, but they are going up and getting in unlocked cars. Just because your car is at your home doesn't mean you should not lock that car. So, Tina, thank you for the question. I hope that answered. We are seeing a little uptick just there on the west side, close to the city near Monticello. Uh, like I say, if you see anybody, lock your cars. And if you see anything at night, the biggest thing is never think it's a worry to call us. Please do. Riding bikes at people, especially groups, because it seems like it ticks up. And I hate to throw it off on some of the kids. Obviously, these, these have not been through Teen Academy yet. But it seems during summer when school's out, the kids seem to uh, – be out late at night as well. Well, the, t- the time's different. The sun, it's bright longer. It is. It you is. know, it's, yeah. yeah. But they could be walking, standing group, or anything. See, call us suspicious, 704-878-3180. Speaking about the radio show number. Or the app. <laughs> call the radio station. They'll forward Download it. our app. The app yes. is anonymous. You can send it to it, and one of us will get it. So moving on, I think we've got about all the good press releases other than Amazon. Remember, I, we've already got some scams from yes. Amazon Prime. So if you're expecting packages, make sure the that you've got a way to put them up or you're at least there or somebody's looking yes. out because every criminal also knows yep. it's prime. So we've got yesterday mm-hmm. and today were Amazon Prime Days, two to the biggest online shopping days of the year. So in about three to five days, those packages will start being delivered. Uh, I anticipate historically, and, and Sheriff, and, and, and you and Adam know, we will see porch pirates coming up. Yeah. We will see our reports tick up. Also, we will see scams increase. Uh, where people start getting emails, hey, you ordered an iPad and you didn't pay for it, so give us your information, we'll pay for it. All kind of creative things uh, in, in and around this this sales event that is legitimate. That's right. Uh, so just be very, very careful. Uh, don't give out your information to anybody. Uh, if, if it's an email you don't recognize, please don't click on it. Uh, if you buy something online, you should have a record online. Mm-hmm. Do your own research before you go clicking on things or calling calling numbers or giving people information that you just don't know. It's the best advice. And we also were talking about the artificial intelligence and things that people are doing with that now and kind of mimicking voices. And there's almost a, a 
nowadays you have to have some type of uh, a safe word or some. Well, it's so kind of scary. You could be listening to us on the radio and AI, and I've seen a demonstration of it. I watched it the other night on the show, and basically you take your words and mm-hmm. your your the way you inflect words mm-hmm. and thing and make it sound just like you. And uh, which hopefully we're a ways away from that yet. But on words, I will tell you this: a new scam going around, and I got it myself. Is it's obviously it's not legit, but it's HSI, and they want to make sure the HSI, which is Homeland Security Investigation, seized. A package that you had coming, which in goes with Amazon and all the shipping and stuff. Yes. And there may be illegal substances inside. Okay, first of all, I know that was a scam because I don't have nothing illegal. But if you do think it may apply to you and you have something illegal that HSI, please contact us <laughs> and we'll help you out with that. We will come test your substance. For you, just for all those that may wonder. So, well, listen, before we wrap up, Adam, I know we're getting a lot of questions still about gun permits, and you can see uh, legislations everywhere from California, one of the most, and I've seen somewhere, I wish I remember, one of the most restrictive anti-gun bills introduced by state Senate, and I'm going to say it was up north, it was somewhere up there, but, you know, here we're still, you know, obviously we're very pro-Second Amendment, we understand that, uh, you know, good guys with guns Mm -hmm. stop bad guy with guns, and I'll say it anywhere, Yeah. but uh, what do we see now, you know? The, the the purchase permit for us coming in the purchase permit no longer applies as if it never existed yeah exactly just that so prior to this happening if i were going to sell a personal gun to you uh not sheriff campbell but to you darren i would go to the sheriff's office and purchase a pistol purchase permit to make that sale legal you no longer have that requirement now now the, you can sell that gun to somebody as long as that person is legally allowed to own it. Now, that could change if you have knowledge that that person is a felon or otherwise not eligible to possess. And all but, the, that, but that was the purpose of the purchase. You know, that was one thing that no matter if I was sheriff, you was, whoever, you still had guns on local control because NICS, which is mm-hmm. the national, which is run by the FBI, and you imagine if you got sideways with them. Right. But our General Assembly, and you know it is what it is, took this out of the hands of your local and sort of put that back in the hands of FBI and Joe Biden and whoever else. And, yeah. and this doesn't change. If you go to, say, for instance, uh, a big retailer to purchase a gun, they're still going to run a NICS check on you. Mm-hmm. You're just not required to get a permit from the sheriff's office to purchase that weapon. So, so Adam, great question that I just thought of, and it's <laughs> odd for me. So let's say that you know I, I I meet you at a gun show or I meet you at a football <clears throat> game and you're like hey I got this rifle for sale and I'm like dude I'd really like to buy that or a pistol okay that I had you have a pistol for sale you really don't know me other than I'm an interested person buying your your weapon and I'm a convicted felon do you as the seller have any culpability down the road if I do something with that weapon uh, I mean, no. I mean, it depends on the argument that could be made on the other end. But to, see, it still ties. opens you up for argument. But, and, and that's my that was my argument with it, because if you was buying a gun from me, Darren, and I'm selling you, you could come to as a sheriff and say, hey, I've checked this person. It is safe for you to sell. He is not a felon now. You have no idea. Yeah. And see, I mean, I you think don't know if I have a domestic violence issue. You don't know if I'm a chronic offender. Yeah. yeah. But. Well, I believe that you have to have some type of knowledge that that person is ineligible. And you mentioned uh, Detective Olson earlier. Uh, he actually is working a case where there's a person who has a weapon, and they obtained that weapon from someone else, but this person is a convicted felon. So it's kind of exactly what we're talking about now. Mm. So, But in this case, there might oh. be some knowledge. There's a knowledge issue. Do you know or do you not know about somebody's past, their history? Well, and then we go back to wonder if it drives – 
if it drives other crimes. Because used to, to do a private sale, you had to get a permit, five bucks, and you yes. knew if I was selling you, you was not a felon, you was not a bad guy. Now, yes. you're encouraging these people, you don't have to have it, so let's go break in cars. Let's go let's break in the car. Exactly. Car. Go back and break in these cars that, that they seem to be doing. So that's just one of the issues <clears> I have with it. I don't know how it's going to work. I think uh, it's it's obviously going to drive the stealing of guns a lot. And I do believe long term, and this is a discussion we have for 30 minutes, but I do not believe the way politics on a state in North Carolina and national level is now, will they ever allow private sales to go forward without knowledge? Meaning you don't have to have a permit now. So you can buy and sell guns mm-hmm. between you all you want to. But you mark my word, I think, within two years, you'll have something. Well, you need to go to FFL mm. right. and do the private sale. And then... So that would be maybe a backdoor gun registration? They're not maybe. maybe. It will be a backdoor gun right. registration. Well, and like right now, I know nothing <coughs> out there that says, Bill, you cannot sell a gun to this gentleman who you just met on the corner. There's nothing. Now, exactly. And, and that's the problem. That's a problem. Yeah, big, big problem. So in the end, but now if you want to do a private sale between you and your neighbor, no longer need a permit. No, correct. As long as you know he's not a serial killer or a felon, you're pretty good. And even if he is, it don't prevent you from selling it to him. Yeah, and, and I do believe this is meant to uh, help those law-abiding citizens. And listen, law-abiding citizens should not have no restrictions. Because right. and if they're listening now, the blood, the Crips, or none of them ever come ask for yeah, exactly. A permit. They don't. They, we have. Yeah. I can't say I've seen too many of those in our lobby to get permits. <laughs> seen some at the jailhouse. That's true. Plenty. We, so. we arrested a couple last week. And some of these might be out on uh, pretrial release or might have some might some things that there's a law that's actually taking effect in October that's going to affect a bunch of people. Well, so this well, no, is, no, no, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. This is one that modifies some of the pretrial release laws. And so, you know, now if you're really the judge can hold somebody without a bond for murder right now. That's about you know, your big crime. But now. Because they may go murder somebody else. Right. But yeah. But now you're looking, uh, their legislature, as of October 1st, has added about another 18 crimes, including uh, sex crimes, burglaries, robberies, to where a judge can hold somebody in jail without a bond. Absolutely. We've only got about, I think, a minute and 30 seconds. I want to say thank you to the community. We had an incident two Fridays ago, well, mm-hmm. almost two Fridays ago, where one of our officers involved in a shooting with a man that was a known gang affiliate of Folk Nation. A convicted felon. <clears throat> had and a convicted felon, wanted on violent, habitual felon. Yep, and if, uh, kidnapping and, and assault with a deadly weapon. And had previously been in a use of deadly force situation with Hickory Police Department. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, watch long shows, need a drink of water. But anyway, but we had an officer who he had, we tried to talk this guy out. He stayed in in front of a deputy with a long, what in the end was an airsoft rifle. Yes. At that time in a dark, confined crawl space, didn't know it. So. The support from the community has been overwhelming towards that officer and our Absolutely. agency. We very much appreciate it. As always, we hate for anything to happen. We do sympathize with this man's family, but this man made that decision. Yep. Absolutely. So well, we'll be back next week. I think we're going to wrap it up here in about 20 seconds. Uh, we'll be back next week at 3 o'clock on Wednesday. Let's see what kind of pre-show prepared we are, I guess. Yes. Great. Thank you. Join us next week. Thank you, guys.